0: Welcome to episode 736 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, September 9th. I'm your host, Paul Sport, and I am once again joined by Justin Mason. Justin, what's going on, man?
1: I missed you, buddy.
0: It's been a while. How I are know. you?
1: Uh, man, life is crazy right now. Hoping, uh, just telling you off air, I'm, I'm hoping to put a bid in on a house today. Uh, so hopefully you'll be moving towards home ownership, which is yeah. a crazy thought for someone like me.
0: That'd be fantastic. I wish you the best of luck. Hopefully, everything goes well there. You know whose life is also crazy. <laughs> Could be looking towards some different home ownership. Mm-hmm. Is Dave Dombrowski's now? This isn't the most fantasy relevant thing, but I'm just so shook by it. I figure we had to at least bring it up. There's no way that this is a baseball move. You cannot convince me that this is a baseball move. First off, at this point, why not just wait till the end of the season? Secondly, they just won the World Series.
1: They're, they're the how, reigning champions. Like
0: how is Dave Dombrowski out in Boston right now? And I know that they had their issues. Didn't like their offseason or lack thereof with the bullpen. Definitely had my questions about how this team was going to hold up with the bullpen pitching. And then it turns out the starting pitching didn't really back it up either. So um, you know, they've had it, they've had a disappointing year. I don't care though, because you know. That that alone doesn't explain it because even with that, even acknowledging for that amount of disappointment, they're still like the highest scoring offense in the league. They're still like not fully mathematically eliminated, even though they are pretty much done. This is crazy.
1: Yeah, I don't quite get it. Like like we were talking right before we hit record, and I just this has gotta be something off the field or outside of the front office, a personality issue because mm-hmm. you don't just jettison out the guy who helped bring your city a title the year after it happened. It just yeah, no, it makes
0: absolutely just no sense. No. So, um, you know, they've got some good reporters there. I think we'll get more because this ain't it. I mean, there's there's you're just not going to convince me that it's just a, uh, well, we want to move in a different direction. I, no way. No freaking way. It's it's too crazy. So we'll see if, if we get more there. Now, just thinking about it, I, I guess we, we wouldn't be able to answer this until we knew who the replacement was. Because I was going to say, is there any fantasy relevance to this? But, again, I really don't think we I, could get.
1: I think there's a minor fantasy relevance uh, in terms of, like, dynasty leagues. Maybe Boston won't ship out every single one of their prospects now. Because yeah. that's Dombrowski's yeah. kind of M.O., so maybe mm. they won't trade away a bunch. Of guys, though they didn't trade any guys away at the deadline. So
0: no, uh, no, and I wonder if this was brewing then, mm-hmm. where it's like, don't, don't do anything, dude. You know, we're gonna we're gonna assess this.
1: Yeah, maybe he wanted to make moves, and they wouldn't let him.
0: Uh, it's it's crazy. I've always I've always dug Dombrowski. You know, mm-hmm. I understand his his uh, his flaw is definitely turning over everything and or not you know i say flaw but it's because you really want to try to balance both these days you really do need your prospects but he understands that a farm system is to uh, improve the team as well so he's certainly not afraid to trade stuff and and they've traded some stuff in boston they definitely but there's no tear down here there's just no way the
1: team is way too good and still way 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 long. Too good so yep. i mean they they have what they've got couple players who are a bit older, but I mean, outside of like JD Martinez, the, the core is 25, 26, 22. So, I mean, this is, these are got, this is a team that's like built to win.
0: Here's something. Um, Are they going to sign Mookie Betts in your opinion? Because Bogarts is signed. Uh, Devers is good through 2024. Or to 2023. Um I I vacillate on on reading that properly on on baseball reference with the free agent year. I think that's like the winter of. So I think he'd be through 2023 for Devers. Of course they already have uh, JD, but but as far as like their their core of of youngsters there, Bogart signed Devers, uh they have for a while, so I don't have to make that decision yet. Uh they have been intending through twenty twenty two. Are they going to sign or trade bets in, in your estimation here?
1: I mean, I think you have to try and sign him if you can. Uh, it just depends on whether or not he's going to want to uh, hit the open market or not. I think uh, the questions about the CBA have made some guys want to sign now yes. as opposed to uh, – going for you know spending another you know what it ends in december of 2021 so some guys are trying to get their long-term deals now just in case there is some sort of cap put on or or something changes or there's a strike or whatever is happening and then some guys have just not really cared about it and we we talked a lot about garrett cole being a free agent next season and doesn't seem to bother him uh that he's gonna hit the open market with everything that's going on so I would think they would try to get some sort of hometown discount uh, long term deal worked out with him. He's kind of their face of their franchise. Uh, so it would make a lot of sense for Boston to do that. Uh, though I haven't heard any rumors of contract negotiations with him, which seems a little odd at the same time.
0: And I mean, you know, they've got they've got bets through next year. Mm-hmm. And you figure he's making 20 mil through ARB. It's going to take 25 to 30 mil a year to get him signed. Right? Yeah. So let's do.
1: And Bogarts is a free agent after this year. No,
0: no, 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 no. They have him signed.
1: Oh, they have, okay. they it's get, not updated. They, they have a
0: deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, his deal kicks in next year, the 6 mm-hmm. 120 deal oh, okay. with a 26 vesting option. So
1: Porcello though, Cy Young award winner,
0: Rick Porcello is a free. I'm talking. Don't talk. That's 21 Don't. mil.
1: They're getting back though. With no, Moselle, that, that,
0: that's, that's, that's huge. That that's absolutely huge. They do have some money invested in their pitching. So, okay, let's see. After this season, bets will be 28. This next year will be his age 27 season. So would you do try to do five one forty, or do you think that gets it done? Well, he signed like a five year no. deal.
1: I think he'd sign a five-year deal. I think he's going to probably need more than 140.
0: That's 28 per.
1: What did Harper just get?
0: Yeah. Hmm. He got 300-something. But yeah. that's for 13 years. Hang on. Let me see what his per was. Let I don't... me check his per. Let me check his per. Yeah, I think his per was lower because his of the per was 25-3. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... If I'm giving you twenty-eight. Let I me mean, let me get mean, out at five. Does
1: Mookie want to sign for only five years, or does he That's want to sign? That's what set I up? asked you. Yeah, I think I think you have to go like eight. I go something. five
0: one thirty, or um, I mean not one thirty, um, one fifty. So it's thirty per. What I if mean, I raise your per? I, w- I would. What, take what if I that. tickle your per up a little bit higher? Listen, I
1: mean, you can give me f- you know five, yeah. Twenty million, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm signing. But well, I'm not I'm not a guy who can bowl. Faces. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a guy who can bowl perfect game. And uh, is the favorite. my favorite franchise. thing about that yeah.
0: That's my favorite thing about him is that he's an elite bowler. I'm a, I'm a big time bowling fan myself. Um, wish I bowled more. We we've actually been going a bit recently, me and my girlfriend. I but saw, uh, I
1: saw the pictures on Instagram.
0: Yeah, I I I love that he bowls. He's a beast. But I I wonder, you know, so. Obviously, I think if you're a team, you prefer to raise the money, go for shorter years, especially if you're signing a 28 year old. Not that I expect bets to just fall off, but you just don't want all of those years in the 30s if you can avoid it. At the same time,
1: seven, 175.
0: Looking, I was going to say he might be wanting seven to 10. So seven at 175, was that 25 per? So then that's uh, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34. Okay. I'm only going through 34. I can I can get behind that. And yes, I, mean, I did just gonna, count them gonna,
1: out. He's going to want 10, 250, but I just...
0: I know. Is, I just don't want to do that for someone who's going to be 28.
1: Is, is anybody going to do that again? I mean, yes, people are already regretting are younger. Over.
0: Well... No, I, think, I stupid, think the team. But... Yeah, because I think I think the Phillies don't. Maybe the fans do because they don't know the full economics of mm-hmm. it. But but what he's delivering outside of on the field oh, yeah. for Harper, uh, he's making that and not like he's been a schlock on the field. He no, still has a, a you know 25 percent better than than League Average with his uh with his WRC plus and all that. So he's not and some he's clown played, on the field. Well
1: defensively this year, which is Correct. To, and he stayed on the field.
0: He's been That's literally the next words out of my mouth. Buck 37 so far with 20-something games left. Going to have a very full season for the second time in a row. Only the first time he's done back-to-back big seasons when he did 153 and 147 back in 15 and 16. So, um, you know, and I'm usually more worried about it with pitchers, but hitters can have a settling year too on, on the heels of a new deal. They get in that first year and then they take off once they're truly set. And uh, this wasn't even a bad year. This could be similar to Carlos Beltran, although his actually was a bad first year, and then he took off. He, well, he had a 97 WRC plus his first year with the Mets, and then uh, established, re-established himself as a super-duper star.
1: I mean, his first half numbers were 16 home runs, 5 stolen bases, two thirty or 253 batting average. Second half batting average is a little bit higher, but he's already got 14 home runs in 47 games, so about, half as, many about games, half as many he's got almost as many home runs, so I mean, he's starting to come around, and yep. I think he was hitting like two, yeah, 277 in August, uh, you know, with that elite walk rate, so I, I mean, I don't think there's any reason to be down on Harper moving forward.
0: I would agree with that, and I'd like to see them in the playoffs just for Harper to get there, to be honest, but uh, they, have, mm-hmm. they have an uphill climb. Oh, I'd it's, like to see the Nationals
1: tough. win the World Series this year.
0: I, I, I think would, that which is funny. Uh, not for me, it's not like against Harper. It's just, you know, it's going to be that thing where it's like the Ewing theory that Simmons said years ago and, and, you know, just kind of going against, uh, we, we didn't need Harper addition by subtraction or whatever, but I just have liked that Nats team for a while. They've had so mm-hmm. much talent and I can't help but wonder if this year with, with kind of the heat off a bit, all the attention just divvied up elsewhere. And here they are having a hell of a season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I'm still really excited for the playoffs, by the way, I think we're going to get so oh, much quality.
1: Great. The one thing about so this season, game. having so many teams that have been punting is there are some, I mean, there's super teams, right? Yes. Absolutely. The 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 Braves seem like a super team. The Dodgers are a super team. The Astros, Astros. are a super team. And to, so to see those four plus whatever, you know, other teams make it into the playoffs, uh, is going to be just a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And actually, I'm still, sorry, Cubs fans, but I'm still pulling for the Diamondbacks to pop in there. I really like that club. Um, I think they're just a, a fun baseball club. And and I did have a little uh, little prediction that they would get into the wild card as my long shot uh, after the All-Star break when I was kind of picking, picking teams. So I definitely have a little personal thing there. What are
1: the with... chances the Giants get in there?
0: Oh, Justin, have you I, looked at the still, standings lady, I, I still lately, have sweetheart. this playoff beard going. Oh, buddy. It's, oh, My wife fella. won't let me shave it. Oh, my guy. Oh, dude, I'm so Is it, so seven and
1: a half back right now, a bad thing, with four teams in between you and that, the Cubs?
0: That's literally the biggest problem, because even if it was seven and a half back and it was just the Cubs, it would still be daunting, but it'd be doable.
1: And at, a negative at, seventy-two run differential.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at four teams, it's virtually impossible. Who could have seen that coming? Nobody, nobody at all. Anyway, a little bit of a uh, real baseball talk there, spurred by that by that crazy Dombrowski move. We'll stay tuned to figure out what's going on, and and then obviously the move that they make next. Let's talk about some call ups though. We're still getting some call ups, which I wasn't sure we were going to get many more. The 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 tough part in September at this point is we don't know how much they're going to play, but these these are three quality names that could could impact some races so let's talk about kyle lewis coming up for seattle big time prospect i believe he dealt with injury a year or two ago every year oh okay so injuries have been a problem that have plagued him and and kind of uh, derailed him a little bit but played most of this year 122 games uh actually yeah you're, you're right about that every year by the way oh my goodness had, had never played more than 86 games so this was definitely a career career high That's why he's a little bit behind the curve. He's 23 in double A. Didn't exactly knock the cover off the ball at 263, 342, 398 in double A this year for Kyle Lewis, but supposed to be a dynamic bat. You never know. He could hit the ground running. Since he kind of had to repeat double A, there's always that factor of like, uh, you know, was he bored and feeling like he wasn't being challenged enough? Of course, for me, I'd be like, well, then show it on the field because your performance hasn't been good enough for you to do that. At least... Like I remember, Gary Sanchez kind of had a little bit of that fatigue, but but he'd had quality numbers, so he he'd beasted on AAA enough to say like, okay, now I'm now I'm bored with this. Kyle Lewis, I don't know that we can give him that pass, but with Seattle, they have no reason not to don't bring him up and not play him. There's nothing to be saved there, so does he go right into the lineup for them?
1: You gotta think they do, he does. I mean, is Braden Bishop really gonna? Stop him from getting playing time. Yeah, dude. Yo,
0: good old Braden Bish.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there there was a report yesterday that Domingo Santana could be back at some point this season. So we'll see what happens in that scenario. Maybe they move Malik's back over to center field. Uh, well, and uh,
0: Fraley got nicked yesterday. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Right but thumb injury. I don't know
1: that. Kyle Lewis. I don't know if he's been playing. I don't think he's been playing center. I, I would be surprised to see a guy with his injury history playing center field.
0: He has actually split around the outfield quite evenly for the most part, and then even twenty three games at DH while he was in Double A. So Kyle Lewis. So they've even, even been protecting him a little bit to kind of keep him off his feet at times. And with Vogelbach,
1: and you can't really
0: that. Yeah, that's not going to be an option for them. But at least they have you know kept his uh, workload down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now they're going to have to decide, Hey, which, which outfield spot do we want to give him? What leagues would you pick up Kyle Lewis?
1: If, if you believe he's going to get full time playing time, I think he is probably 15 team worthy and maybe mm, 12 team OBP leagues.
0: Okay. Because he In can a, take I. a walk.
1: Okay. Uh, he's got power. He's got real power. Uh, we haven't necessarily seen it show a ton uh, thus far, but he didn't get to play in Triple A with the live ball.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. that's true. So he's getting uh, this is the new ball for Kyle Lewis, and uh, maybe he could take off there. He does have some swing and miss in this game, so the average could be yeah. challenged, as you kind of hinted at, suggesting that OBP might be his better field. Um, but he could smack some homers you know, and and really help a team down down the line in those deep leagues. I, I like taking a look at him. Maybe this other guy a little bit more though. The Cubs calling up Nico Horner. Also coming up from double A. Had a 284, 344, 399 season. Again, didn't show a ton of power. It's not really in his profile the way it is Cal Lewis's though. So I don't know that the expectation is there as much, but batting average is something that I think people are expecting out of Nico Horner. I don't know that he's going to play nearly as much as somebody like um, like, like Kyle Lewis, but I'm actually interested in your thoughts on, on Nico Horner long-term, too. So not, not just in the short-term here, down the stretch with the Cubs, but what about long-term?
1: It's interesting that they're bringing him up because I figured with the return of Ben Zobrist uh, from his personal issues that they wouldn't really have a spot for Horner to play necessarily.
0: Oh, and we should mention, this is uh, likely due to the Baez, Javier Baez Mm. hairline fracture in his left thumb. That's right. And that's going to be.
1: So he Mm. can just take over for Addison Russell, who's been atrocious at bat and then on the field as well. He caught, he cost them a game the other day. So I almost wonder if uh, he just booted a ball, like I think in the ninth inning, um, that literally cost him the game. So I wonder if it's almost just in kind of response to that. So with Baez going on the IL, uh, yeah, maybe he becomes their everyday, uh, shortstop.
0: So this is Nico Horner. Um, Stanford prospect could, could, can play on the field a bit. I I think he's like a do a little bit of everything type of guy, Mm -hmm. including defensively where he's not that elite, but can do enough. I wonder if this could open up a little bit uh, more time for David Bodie if they moved Zobers over to short. Has Zobers played any short? I know he's getting yeah, up there in age. It's been a while since he played short. That's Yeah, that, so that's what it would take, I think, for Bodie to no, get out of the field think, more. But.
1: I think this is a chance for Horner. I mean, Horner was considered probably the most polished product coming out of that 2018 draft. He went right away to the Arizona Fall League where you guys saw him. High contact guy. Yeah, um, and I I think one of the things we talked about, uh, I think the last time we talked, was one of the things I'm really going to kind of focus on with the live ball kind of era that we're in right now is guys who've got this high contact, you know, high barrel percentage uh, kind of... uh, um, uh, uh, I'm totally blanking on the word. yeah. Yeah,
0: with this kind of approach... Um, yes, approach. I get Nico Horner, with, with this kind of hot contact heavy hit tool approach, this is the guy who takes his his home run total of like five with a normal ball to seriously mm-hmm. like 17 to 20 in, in the right scenario. Like, th- this is the kind of guy that can benefit. You know, we saw it with like a Tommy LaStella, And, you know, if, if he has the right change, this could be huge for, uh, for somebody like that. Especially
1: in September Horn. against some of these really bad pitchers that are going to be up. Some fans he
0: may have already hit against, mm -hmm. too.
1: So I think you're picking up Horner in any league you need batting average. Yes. Uh, And uh, I I think he should probably be owned in every format. I think it goes back to what we usually say in terms of he doesn't necessarily – he needs to be on a team, but it doesn't necessarily need to be your team.
0: I agree. I agree because it's one of those where he could click right away Nico Horner could – and so he's got to even be on like a ten-team roster, and because if he doesn't, it's easy enough in a week to just get rid of him. But there's that chance that he could hit, you know, three seventy the rest of the way because there's just not enough time for things to smooth out. I'm not saying that that's his projection, yeah. but that's the kind of guy who could come up and just collect base hits left and right. So well, Nico Horner pitchers aren't going to get light.
1: a chance to see him multiple times. Exactly. So they're not going to have a chance to kind of adjust on him uh and i mean he can go the exact opposite way where he's not going to get a chance to see guys multiple times uh, and he could struggle uh so mm-hmm. i mean he like like you said he hasn't played in triple a he may not have been able to see as much kind of elite breaking stuff so we'll see how he uh, kind of handles that but i think he's a guy that is worth taking a gamble on especially with the live balls we have going on
0: i agree i agree so scoop horner um cal lewis be more judicious deeper league this is a guy that I think once we get a little bit of clarity on his role, I'm going to want in every league. That's Jesus Lazardo finally coming up for Oakland. Really intriguing lefty. Um, we don't know if he's going to slot into the rotation or not right now. I mean, they, they actually have six viables when you really think about it with Fires, Roark, Brett Anderson, Homer Bailey, Chris Bassett, Sean Manaya, So I got to imagine that they're looking at, at – well, And they're um, bringing
1: up Daniel Magnin too, so oh, who's been, so, a, been a starter as well. So, it, But – I will say this,
0: even if Lazardo is like a two to three inning reliever, I'd still be interested because I think he could get enough strikeouts and, and decent ratios to, to justify that.
1: He went six innings in his last start in okay. AAA. So if they were letting him go that deep in a game, you have to think that they are anticipating him being a starter at that, the next that'd level. That'd be great. Like, why, why would you prep him for that? Knowing what his role is going to be in September when he gets to the majors, and not just have him, especially coming off of the injuries, coming off of, like uh, you, why not? If you're going to put him in the bullpen, why were you letting him pitch six? Uh, to, so. to your
0: point, they've clearly been stretching him out because uh, mm-hmm. since since his return, he missed a month from uh, July 2nd to August 5th. Since that return, it's been. Pitch counts of 17, 43, 65, 78, 84, 93. They were truly building him up, and he threw an absolute gem to finish uh, back on the 30th with a six-inning, six-hit, one-run, 10-strikeout, zero-walk outing. Now, I don't know if Las Vegas made the playoffs and then he was pitching in, in a playoff or something before uh, before this, but he has had a little bit of time off, so he's rested. And uh, I, I think, again, I don't, I don't know. Actually... They did pretty well, uh, eighty-three and fifty-seven. So they probably did make the playoffs. I'll see if I can find something on Lazardo. So let's say that he's only going to spot. Like, what? How, how they get, How they going to get him in if they've got all these starters for Lazardo? Well,
1: you move someone like Bassett to the bullpen. I mean, I think that's kind of the easy. Uh, I mean, Mania looked pretty good so far. Been so great. He, you know, so maybe Brett Anderson goes to the bullpen. Dana Roark has been a bullpen guy before. I, th- I think if if you're trying to win, which the A's are definitely trying to do right now, uh, you put your best talent in that rotation. And Luzardo is easily their best uh, overall talent, uh, including all the guys that are already starting. So um, I'd be very surprised to see him not at least... He did
0: throw a playoff game, yeah. by the way, I mean, not on 9-6, 2 3 uh one run on seven hits, two walks, seven more strikeouts as well. So yeah, to so. your point, he's been fully built up to start has Jesus Lazardo. Yeah, so I
1: think you got to uh you, you got to just kind of let him go and uh, and give him a sh- at least give him a shot. If it goes badly the first time, maybe discuss a, a role change, but you give him at least one go in the rotation.
0: Well, that'd be great. Uh that's a pickup everywhere for Lazardo. Mhm. I'm definitely, I'm definitely looking at him every, every type of league and kind of sort it out from there because uh, even in your 10-team mixers, I, I think he could be impactful enough, uh, especially as a starter, and then you, you, you kind of pick up now and ask questions later. So if yeah. Lazardo's available, go yeah, out and get His
1: numbers him. this year, 43 innings, 251 ERA, 57 strikeouts in those 43 innings, and only eight walks. Wow. I mean, he has been very, good. And that's dealing with good. health. Well, and only four home runs and pitching in Vegas. Only And only one of those home runs wow. came while in Vegas.
0: That's huge.
1: So, uh, and for those who don't know, Vegas is a launching pad. At, like, and playing with a live ball.
0: The PCL, live ball, and Vegas, what a combo. Yeah. And and, and to survive there is, is you can pretty damn impressive. A home run. <laughs> Absolutely. So we like Lizardo everywhere. We like Nico Horner everywhere. We like Kyle Lewis to uh, be a little bit more uh, judicious with your pickup, looking deeper leagues, AL only, that type of stuff. So we kind of went in reverse order of interest with these guys. Um, Any other news sticking out to you?
1: Oh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, I Um, couldn't
0: find a lot else that uh, that was – Terribly relevant right now, but three big call-ups, I thought uh, yeah. definitely worth talking about. I
1: should probably know, considering I did the roto write up. Uh, I mean, Mike Talkman got hurt. Uh, Julio Arias yes. moving back to the bullpen. Um, oh, oh, Addison Russell I... did uh, had a concut or got a concussion, I think. Uh, so maybe oh. that's another reason Horner's coming up. So
0: there you go. So what the hell happened with Arias? He's,
1: that's he got... what, that's going to be his role in the playoffs. So they're just getting him ready for it.
0: Well, what the hell? Did they talk about all this stretching out to, for a starter and all that. Like,
1: I don't think they know what, they what was
0: all that big talk. They've
1: got embarrassment of riches right now, and I don't think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: they,
1: they have enough. They have enough. Uh, uh, pitchers and starters, especially to field like a Dodgers A team and a Dodgers B team.
0: Dude, I'm so mad. I have Kent in my head-to-head league, and he's like, he's actually kind of perfect right now because he's getting. Lengthy outings that don't count against my starts limit. I had his on, I had his ass on the bench yesterday. Twenty five points for free, just free points there, and I'm so annoyed. But uh yeah, so he, uh, Arias opened for him, but uh, yeah, okay. I, I think I that's AJ kind of it. All for...
1: three home runs on my bench, and it, it, yeah. oh my god, it hurt.
0: Yeah, that's, but yeah, having having performance on the bench is so difficult. Mm-hmm. But um all right, that's the news. We are going to talk. The 2022 early mocks. These are very well named because it's way too early.
1: It is way too early.
0: It's uh, way too early. Uh, and it feels but I like it was it. so
1: early, like we didn't get as many leagues or mocks going this year because I think people were just a little, uh, little burnt. they were I like, they're like, whoa, uh, relax. So oh, I think we did eight last year, though. La- previously to this year, we've done twelve team mocks, and uh, I forgot that. Uh, wasn't by design um and so I did 15 team mocks. So technically we have as many participants as we I think we usually do. So
0: Oh, okay. Well then that's I mean that that absolutely works. So uh we're doing these mocks. How many are there then? 5? There's 6. 6. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have 6 15 team leagues. These ones are moving mine actually uh, I'm actually about to finish the 10th round of mine. Uh, I had number one pick, so i'll be I'll be going ten fifteen and eleven one here. But before we get into some indi- individual teams, let's talk about some some trends and some overall things that you're seeing. Obviously, you have all the data. you're getting to take a look at it kind of as it comes in. I want to start with some individuals that uh, you know, some shocking risers and shocking fallers as far as wow, I can't believe this guy went here uh, on on both ends of it. Let's start with a riser. Who are somebody? That's that's way up either in an individual draft or trend wise that you uh, that you want to discuss.
1: Juan Soto uh, is going off as the eighth player off the board. Uh, And I'm just surprised by that in my, I'm actually involved in three of the monks. uh, One, or I I was originally going to do two uh, and then someone went MIA. So I've taken over their team recently uh, as well. But in in my original mock, which was mock one, he went 16th, which is where I kind of figured he'd go. Yeah. Uh, and since then, he's gone 10th, 5th, 9th, 10th, and 12th, uh, which means he, he, that my my draft is the outlier, and he is a firm first-round pick coming into which next year.
0: Which I'm okay with. I'm mad because I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping to get him later, but... I am absolutely cool with it. I don't
1: know that I am. I think it, and I understand why people are doing it. I just, I think this is, and I hate to say this because it's going to sound stupid, you know, talking about like what a 21 year old, 22 year old. Uh, Yeah. This feels like, or a 20 year old, (laughs) almost 21. Literally 20, yeah. Uh, This feels like kind of a dream, dreamish type season for him. Uh, where he's getting the benefit of those stolen bases, and I just don't know that I want to count on those stolen bases kind of moving forward.
0: Well, I mean, he's, that he's... part's fair. I don't necessarily count count on that, but I think his hitting could actually jump a level.
1: In terms of what? In terms of his batting average? The power. Or in terms of, you think the power can go up more than? Because, I mean, right Absolutely. now he's on pace for, like, 38 home runs.
0: I think in the environment that we currently have, if obviously if it continues as is, Juan Soto can be a mid forties guy. Wow,
1: maybe I just don't see that. I, I'm I'm thinking he's a low to mid thirties kind of guy with uh a, you know an amazing on base percentage, uh and a pretty damn good average. I just tend to want to get a guy who's going to be either a massive contributor in a category. Or a guy who's going to contribute in all those categories. So this pretty much prices me out on Juan Soto, uh, Juan Soto, uh, which is a bit of a bummer because I, I love Soto.
0: What's wrong with being elite in four categories?
1: It's not five.
0: Yeah, I think that you uh, know I'm hearing this with like Nolan Arenado too. I think this is wildly overrated. I thought it was okay. overrated with it's fair with Arenado coming into this year. And I think this notion that you have to get some steals in the first round, I'm, it doesn't fly with me because you don't. You, you, defi- you absolutely don't. don't have to.
1: Because you can get. I mean, when we get to my, you know, one of my drafts, uh, my first, my first draft, uh, I nailed speed in the second and third round.
0: Um, yeah, because you don't even need that much speed. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful part is that you don't even need that. Plus, we don't know what Soto's going to do. He could hold at. 7 to 10 which i'd be fine you know any contribution we get is fine he did have five last year in 116 games he's gonna be 21 he's 12 for 13 this year 17 for 20 in his career so you know if i get the little chip in along with everything else premium average premium power a lot of runs scored i mean you mentioned you thought i was gonna say the average could go up it absolutely could okay what if what if he quote unquote Mm -hmm. only hits 30 but hits 330 with it. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where I could see it. And I think the nice thing about where Soto's going is you have a real chance to pair him with like a Turner. Yes. Or a Mondesi,
0: which then now you're yeah, when you're looking at a combo like mm-hmm. that, that is is next level.
1: So uh which yeah, is is interesting cuz you know and we'll talk a little bit more about it when we talk about the trends. I I see a an interesting trend kind of developing uh, that in terms of where pitching is going, which is a bit surprising to me. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think if you pair him correctly, that it's a fine pick. It's just not a guy that I'm going to probably end up with a ton.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you know, these, these drafts can help set the market. And so I do wonder if, if, you know, it's going to be looked at as, Hey, Juan Soto is now a first-rounder, and we, and we see it last, uh, you know, kind of exist as is, and he just becomes a first-rounder. So we'll have to see. What about fallers? Who are some guys uh, or, or one particular guy that's falling that you're like, damn, dude, what the heck's going on with this
1: guy? Oh, I mean, it was interesting to see where Stanton went, and he was all over the place. He went as high as 34th uh, and as low as 64th. Uh, oh my! So it'll be interesting. I mean, this is going to be one of those guys, I think, next year that can win you a league if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that that big question. And if you're going to willing willing to take that gamble on, will he be healthy? Because we haven't gotten to see Stanton with this ball. And if this ball, yeah, exactly. Here, I mean, he's going to hit ninety home runs next year. So oh, uh, the other guy was a guy going right behind him. It, uh, pick 55 is Syndergaard. Uh, I, are people not paying attention to what Syndergaard is doing in the second half?
0: Oh, yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are out. Because Syndergaard out has been, on the
1: f- I, I believe, the fifth best pitcher uh, by war uh, in the second half. Something like that. So You don't have to tell me, man. It's, that's, it,
0: that's my guy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I, I've been a guy who's stayed away from Syndergaard, but I ended up taking him uh in one of the mocks i'm in because the price just fell so low and uh i felt like it was too good of a deal to pass up especially because i missed out on a lot of the starting pitchers so i i got him at pick 63 in that
0: 63 yeah for thor
1: yeah and i felt really good about that
0: uh yes dude like sign me the hell up on that I'll be interested to see, you know, if that if that is something that holds as a trend, or if it's something that uh, he, he's down a little bit right now and then pops up. You know, a lot of these, th- there's already some players I'm identifying who are going to be like that, where they are going to start low and and work their way up. A lot of it is some of those injured guys like Luis Severino, um, Chris Sale. You know, these guys that will start a little bit lower and then emerge up as the uh, as spring goes and and they say oh, okay, well, you know I've got this guy and he's he's gonna end up being fine after all. Um, so I'll take him here. And as far as my draft, Thor went 54th and then Soto uh, keeping with the trend went 10th. So my draft followed both trends with Soto very high and Thor lower than expected. So here's uh, another
1: one uh, that I'm just kind of I, I kind of knew he had dropped a lot farther than I thought he would. Uh but Hyunjin Ryu with how bad he's been as of late, uh is going outside the top one hundred. Whoa. So that
0: seems like a lot.
1: And I mean he's only gone in four of the six drafts, but in the other two, uh let's see, they're at like pick ninety nine and pick one eleven. And he hasn't gone. So, I mean, his ADP is staying outside that top 100. uh, And that's... Like, I understand people kind of overreacting to how bad he's been uh, as of late. But, I mean, if you look at the overall numbers, he's been amazing this year. And I just don't understand letting him fall quite that far.
0: No. No, 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 no. Um, You know... Obviously, we understand the the flaws, particularly with the volume from Ryu, but he was great last year in 82 innings. And uh, let me see where where did he go in my draft? 98th. So again, holding trend. Um, he definitely went there. Now, if I were to throw some names at you on the fly, how quickly would you be able to deliver what what's happening with them?
1: I can probably do it very fast because I got the find button.
0: Okay, what about uh, Aristides Aquino? Where, where's well, he now? Well, that's going an up? interesting
1: one because he's going right next to Yunjin Ryu, about uh, one ten. He's going uh, his ADP currently is one ten point five, hundred eleventh player off the board. He's gone as early as pick eighty three and his latest pick one forty two, and he still hasn't gone in those two drafts uh, that I was just mentioning. So his ADP is going to stay just outside of the top wow. uh, one hundred. I mean <laughs> it's interesting seeing these guys who shoot up or shoot down based on a really small sample. Obviously what Aquino yeah. has done has been amazing. Uh I don't know that I can pay a top 100 draft price for Aquino uh next year, but th- obviously there will be people who do.
0: I I could if it's you know if it's closer to that that 100 range. He went 86th in mine to Tim Heaney. A player I, I absolutely respect. So I, I don't hate that. Um, I think that's you're going to be having to pay that at the high end for sure. Okay. Uh, so something you, in the let me 80s. throw out some
1: names at you of guys yes. who were going behind him, going just two spots behind him. Carlos Santana.
0: Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, another massive power breakout, but obviously on the other end of the age spectrum. He went all the way at 138. in My draft, uh, Carl Santana low draft did. So far, I, I I think I'd rather have Santana. Me too. Uh, because I I think you know I, I don't see the power falling off particularly. You know, to I'm going to try to not say it 52 trillion times in the fall, but <laughs> if the ball, you know, so uh, if we keep our environment as is, just as a kind of standing notion. Um, doesn't mean I think Santana is going to fully repeat, but I think he'll continue to hit for power. And if they're both going to be batting average challenged power guys, give me the guy who's who's done it a lot more, and uh, despite his age, has been remarkably durable.
1: Okay, what about power breakout this year, Hunter Dozier?
0: I'm such a sucker for Dozier. I am too. I, I would take Dozier because you know if they again if they're going to be similar give me the guy who did it longer more mm-hmm. you know the full year at least all right
1: uh would you rather have aquino or chris davis who is going approximately 10 places below him
0: i th- i think we got to sober up on the one bad season and still take chris davis
1: yeah I- i'm right there with you Um, let me, let me go farther down the list. You know,
0: you know who went later, a Mm -hmm. a good 20 picks later in my draft was Max Kepler.
1: Really? Yeah, he Um, went
0: 104. I'm
1: surprised because, well, you had him in, he was the low. Well, it won't be the low because one of the drafts he hasn't gone in yet. uh, And they're past 104. They're past 110 at this point, but of the four that he's gone in, that 104 is the lowest. He's got an ADP of ninety four point eight. Uh, he went ninety nine in my first one, uh, and I think he. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in draft six too. So.
0: I'm paying made, that for Max Kepler. Yeah, I'm okay with not? that.
1: I mean, he's 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 going pretty much at the exact same spot as Conforto and Soler. Um,
0: I think that I think that all fits.
1: Yep, I took Conforto all, in one Mock guys, yeah. and Soler in the other. So.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm cool with that.
1: So, yeah. It, <laughs> I just I don't think, I think when you start looking at the names going behind Aquino, you start pushing them over and you start going, okay, maybe he yeah. isn't a top 100 player for me. Uh, he's probably between 125 and 150-ish. Um, I,
0: I think something that is three digits mm-hmm. is, is where I'm at. So it has to start at 100 the at the quest- earliest for me on Aquino.
1: The question I think becomes, do you want a guy like Aquino, who's obviously done this in a short sample, uh, and and who knows what happens, you know, as he gets more exposure, or would you rather have a guy like Mitch Haniger or David Dahl, who who have shown this, but have been unable to stay healthy? I think that becomes an interesting question.
0: And those two went together, or uh, damn near together in my draft round nine, one twenty nine for Haniger, one thirty two for Dahl.
1: Yeah, and they're going. So again, you're talking and one twenty five.
0: You're talking a more dynamic game and rounds later than Aquino. Yeah, I think I think it's not about necessarily the ninety something if pick for Aquino that's the problem. It's who's going after him. I think you're highlighting the, the issue there more than the raw number, which in a vacuum I could understand paying, but then I see all these names behind him and I'm like, never mind. I, I gotta I, I gotta wait. I gotta take a more established guy around him and then draft um uh, some of these other hitters later, who I think, you know, I, I again, I know it's the age situation, but Josh Donaldson went 91, five picks after Aquino. Yo, Yo Moncada, you mentioned Conforto, Castellanos, Matt Chapman, Eloy Jimenez, Tim Anderson. These are all in round seven, and Aquino went in six. So I think it's less about Aquino and more about who's available after him. Let me throw a couple other names at you, and then we'll get into our individual or uh, we'll get into the trends. Um, Jordan Alvarez. We took him pretty early in our little mock that we did, the the three of us. He was a second rounder. Um, He went 32nd in my pick, the the second pick of round three. Where's Jordan Alvarez going consistently?
1: He is the 30th player off the board around uh, average draft position of 33. I think that isn't necessarily great data, though. Uh, I think he should be higher. I think a couple of the drafts, including my original one, kind of forgot about him a little bit in terms of trying to find him within the software
0: ah okay because So you think he'll he, he he'll he move pick up
1: 49 and I honestly thought he was already gone uh, oh yeah 49 and, and then I took happen. him in in mock I think mock four uh or no mock in mock six I took him uh at pick 29 so I started trout uh Alvarez and then I went Luis Castillo
0: okay Trout, Alvarez, Luis Castillo. That's a really interesting trio. Um, I started Trout, Bogart, Snell, by the way, just to give a little t- taste of my club there. By the way, the uh, 15 team in my league went Mondesi-Turner. If they draft a single other steal, they've wasted their first two picks. Yeah. Obviously, you, you will get ancillary steals, but if they draft anybody who is deficient in anything to favor speed, that's mm-hmm. a failure
1: in 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 mock one i went trout uh trout merrifield vr and i was Just like well how you keep getting
0: first pick Must
1: yeah. be nice well no no i had second pick in the other one. He, trout, <laughs> oh, that's right i guess trout yeah Trout's not gun, automatic number one in right? six mocks trout went uh one uh first uh half the time and acuna went first the other half uh the interesting acuna one acuna was went.
0: Five in mind, by the way.
1: Yeah, that's I was just going to say, that's the interesting one, is there was a mock uh, where Acuna went fifth. Um I'm So fine. I, I don't really understand that. But, uh, I mean, Yelich has been so good, so I, I get why people put him up there.
0: It was I, Trout, Yelich, Betts, and then do you want to guess who the other one is if you haven't seen it?
1: I mean, I have it right in front of me. It was Arenado. it was Arenado. Oh, it was so, yeah.
0: I love Arenado, but I'm not doing that.
1: No, no, not when you can get Acuna uh, yeah. or Yelich.
0: Uh, well, he couldn't have gotten Yelich. Well, Yelich was well, gone.
1: Bellinger, I mean, Bellinger. He could have gotten
0: Bellinger. Yeah. Honestly, Lindor. I, again, I've always been the Arenado. You know, just book it, get the speed elsewhere. But I do think Acuna, Bellinger, Lindor have passed him to where I think Arenado is a six, seven, eight type of guy now. Um, still very high for me, but not, not four. It won't kill the draft i'm not i'm not hating on the guy who took him um, i wouldn't have done it personally I, so it's, shut up <laughs> bo bichette where's he going because he's off of uh you know obviously he's gonna have a f- strong finish helium's gonna push him up we were having a little chat in our uh, in our group text me you jason and Eno about bichette and what he could be and it was thrown out maybe like a Mondesi, but i don't think he's reached that that height to if necessarily he, if he be... were to
1: steal like 10 bases in the last month then sure
0: uh that yeah it, it would take something like that to to push him up there but uh where is he going because he is having a great flourish here and uh there was hype already built in so he's panning out on that i'll i'll, I'll set the bar with mine it was 72 for boba where is he going in 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 the drafts at large
1: he's going right around there pick uh 68.7 average draft position 68th player off the board uh he's okay gone as uh high as 58 and as low as 79 so and I think that's pretty fair that I will
0: pay yes Mm -hmm. and and I think we could do the same game again with Alvarez that we did uh or excuse me with Aquino and talk about some guys going after Bichette but one thing we do have to remember with him is that he does have a dynamic game he's only three for seven on the bases he needs to figure out what he's doing there but speed is supposed to be a big part of his game 73 for 105 in in the minors there on the bases, which is not a great rate, but the volume was there. I mean, we're talking 22-32, um, 16 this year, 16, 16 for 21, and only 60 games for uh, for Bobachette. So he's supposed to steal. He has clubbed 10 homers, an amazing triple slash, so that part of his game has been great. You're saying you'd take him around this ADP as well for Bobachette?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really nice price for him uh and i think it it isn't so high that you're worrying about him ruining your team if uh if he doesn't pan out but i still yeah. think there's plenty of profit potential there so he's going in the neighborhood of uh Victor Robles uh who's been a huge jumper uh, uh Austin yeah. Meadows, Carlos Correa, Puig. So and Benettender well, who's a huge dropper. About where is Robles going? Robles is pick 67 or sixty seventh guy off the board, uh, pick sixty
0: eight point three. So much for any sort of uh, fair price on that. Not, I mean, that's actually is a fair price. Yeah. I was hoping for an unfair price to to my favor. Um, yeah, he deserves to be going. That
1: with the amount of stolen bases he's getting Course. comparatively Course speaking not. to the, I just leader.
0: felt that when you hear him discussed or or read about him in in writing, and it's framed as this disappointment. I think because he has just an 88 on his OPS+ plus, that it's like oh you know what's going on with Robust but that's not his game like that's not where you measure his game it's the 17 homers 24 steals um that that you like to see and Imagine even if they in it
1: him towards the top of the lineup
0: Oh my goodness I mean, and his 323 OBP is not is not terrible it's no. it's It's plausible enough to, if he were at the top of the order, I mean, think about what Mondesi does with his sub 300. What could Robles do? I'm fully in on Robles. I will pay his full freight next year. So that top 50 to 60 pick, I will pay it. I was hoping to steal him a little bit later, but it was a pipe dream anyway. Um, All right. Anybody else that stands out that you want to hit before we get into some uh, league-wide trends here?
1: I mean, there's not, you know, some of the injured guys was a little bit interesting seeing Luis Severino is still inside the top 100 uh, talks a little bit yeah. about the pitching Tyler Glass still inside the top 100. Uh, I mean, Glass now back now, but when he was being picked, he wasn't uh, both going ahead of you Darvish.
0: Wait, where did Glass now go for you?
1: Glass now went, uh, he, he's currently the 88th player off the board, 90.8 in terms of ADP.
0: Went- he went 70 in mine. I was going to bring him up, so I'm glad you said something about him.
1: So, I mean, he's gone as high as 70. That was the high, and then as low as 104. Um, so, I mean, he, he looked he looked good. Was it yesterday? Uh, so, yeah. it's hard not to be super excited. But the majority of these picks were done before he pitched yesterday.
0: Exactly. So, it, it wasn't influenced by seeing Glass now back out on the field. It's it's buying, it, it, you know, it's betting on on him picking up where this uh, potential breakout season left off seeing the guys that went after him. I'm, I'm not paying that for, I, I don't, I've come around a bit on glass. Now I liked some of the stuff that we saw this year, but I'm not paying these prices when, um when we're seeing the likes of uh, let's see here. Minor Barrios, Eduardo Rodriguez, Luis Severino, Paddock, Paxton, Soroka, Darvish, all in the other round. Darvish was mine. Paddock uh, is 90.
1: Crazy to me how far he's dropped, because I mean, if we if we'd this... had these drafts a month ago, yep. yeah, he's going up in that kind of you know, elite, you know, B category,
0: top then, forty, top fifty.
1: Yeah, he's going in the Blake Snell and Jack Flaherty. Stephen I was Shrugger. just about to
0: say, you know, who took his spot is Flaherty.
1: Oh, Flaherty's been so good, dude. It's just been, he's been he's
0: filthy, monstrous, dude. I just. Love uh, all it. right, let's keep let's get to some trends here. What are some, what are some uh, league wide trends you're noticing, whether it's, uh, you know, where this category is going or where pitching is going. Well, what, what are a couple things that are standing out so far?
1: I think one of the main things is that closers, especially at the top tier are going to get pushed down. I don't, I'm not seeing a ton of the
0: so much uncertainty.
1: Yeah, I think people are really afraid after guys like Trinan and Diaz kind of blew up in people's faces, having to take them in the top 50. Uh, yep. That nobody is going to take a closer in like the top 50 picks. Uh, or you are dead on. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm actually looking for the first closer off the board. It looks like Josh Hader, at pick 86. Uh, but Damn. then they go fast and furious. So it's one of those things where you have to be willing to jump into those runs or be left with nothing.
0: Chapman opened our door at 88. Um, and then hater at 95. And then what the fuck Dakota Hudson went 101st in my league.
1: <laughs> what? That's funny.
0: I'm, I'm, I I, I missed that when it happened. I don't like that pick. Uh, he was Sorry. an
1: auto draft. Okay, makes
0: sense. So, Did, he have, makes sense. Did um, he have a reverse queue on? Did he have a reverse? Apparently,
1: cue? I, he may have been. You know, he may have been like that guy from uh, what was it, the online championship that had uh, yeah. Leo Tehran as a sleeper in his queue, and then and, missed the first round, and he got a pick of 11 and whoops yep, yep.
0: Uh, I had a couple autos unfortunately B- because it is the too early mock I got uh, thankfully I had a queue, but I got a little sidetracked and forgot my picks were going to come up over the weekend but uh, I ended up getting getting some pictures in my auto but uh, everything else is 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 set up what else are you seeing there? Because I agree with you. I, I think that, and I think that's going to be a trend that holds. I don't see that really changing that much, even as we go through the v- winter and get into spring. I don't know that closers are going to be pushed up that much. There's going to be the little handful at the top, but even them, uh, even they are going to go, like I think, at a peak of like 75, and and that's just later than we've usually seen that the guys were creeping into the fourth round. Uh, the, the studs were, were, were fourth-round potentials, uh, but they blew up. And you don't want to make the same mistake with, like, a Kirby Yates this year because he's the top dog. You don't want to assume that he's going to be the top dog next year. So I agree with that trend, and I will be following it.
1: Yeah, I just think people need to be careful, especially in your uh, shallower formats, to not get left out in the cold on those. Sure. So.
0: Well, because you don't want to spend – I'll never go all the way mm-hmm. and, and not – take any because i don't want to be left because I, I think what goes underrated on that is how many of your in-season resources you end up spending yes trying to catch up yeah. and you know they're not and free sometimes
1: you I, can't I hate I mean,
0: when people say they're free
1: one of the reasons i didn't compete in my league in tgfbi it's not the only reason uh one was because vlad sedler's awesome uh and he just i think lapped our league for the most part uh but the other is i i had Kimbrel was my closer. Oh yeah. Uh, and then like on. Sam Dyson and, uh, it, or not Sam Dyson, uh, uh, Trevor May. Uh, yes. so, you know, a guy who held out, uh, and didn't pitch until June or July. And then the other guy never became the closer. And all of a sudden that just crushed me in TGFBI, Uh, and I was ne- never able to recover because people were more aggressive in fab than me on closers. So, Cause you're sitting
0: there waiting for your mm-hmm. potential ace. And he took so long. Uh, he being Kimbrell in this case, and it just never came to fruition and that that's tough. So yeah, I'll, I'll live in the middle. Um, I will still get some guys who I think are, are established. I think, um, despite his saves drought in the second half, uh, Felipe Vasquez is still somebody I like and I will, I will pay that price. He went 111 in my draft. I'm, I'm f- firmly okay with that. Um, Nice down on Kenley, yeah, he went 124, and that's where I took my auto picks was 120, 121. I probably would have taken one of Jansen or Yates there Uh, instead. I took two starters. They were right behind the two starters. I ended up taking Domingo Herman and Jake Odorizzi. I don't love those picks, but uh, because I didn't, I had my Q, but I didn't have it perfectly set it was more positionally set so it was like a cluster of pitchers a cluster of third basemen, um and then i had a few closers there and i think i would have taken one of jansen or yates with pick 121 and they ended up going a few picks later uh brad hand went 134 so i think ninth tenth round is where i'm going to be getting my first closer
1: yeah that feels about right i may i may shoot around earlier than that but uh I've always been okay with spending a little bit more on the elite closer, I think, than you. Yeah. Uh, no,
0: I, I'm I'm open to it. I I used to go the four five turn. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, me too. And, so. and pay
0: for the two mega studs, but now I just want to peel back a little bit. We'll see what sort of settles. Obviously, there'll be moves in the off that create new roles and and change roles for guys. So as far as the, uh, that's the closer stuff. Anything else trend wise?
1: Pitching, I think, is going to be very interesting. I think there are going to be some real pockets of starting pitching. Uh, and I think uh, people I, right now, it doesn't seem overly aggressive, but I can just sense it's going to get pushed up. Yeah. And so uh, I think one of my in one of my mocks, I waited on pitching. And then in another one of my mocks, I you know kind of snapped on pitching earlier. And uh, in, in the in the mock where I waited on pitching, I really love my team. And Let's so, hear it. Uh, well, I, well, that means I need to actually bring it up, which is. Uh, <laughs> well, we
0: are we are going to get into our team, so you can wait so, if you want. But I didn't uh, know if you had no, it. No, no,
1: I, I got it right here. So, uh, <clears throat> in uh, in Mach one, I didn't take a picture until the fifth round. So that's the uh is my uh, my my stud, uh, and then I paired him with Trevor Bauer in the sixth, Mike Soroka in the ninth, and then Will Smith in the eleventh. Uh, and we're currently so. in the twelfth round. I'm about Damn. to pick
0: him. So you have Thor, uh, Bauer. Who was the other one? Soroka, Soroka and then Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Dude.
1: But here's my and here's my offense. So, uh, first I, t- I I went Yelich, Whitmerfield, VR. Then Trip, Pete Alonzo in the Damn. fourth. Uh, My next hitter was Eloy Jimenez in the 7th, then Jorge Soler in the 8th, your power's off the charts, pitcher in the ninth, and then Wilson Contreras in the 10th,
0: oh and you got Contreras, you did make it 1c, so uh, you didn't torture Mm -hmm. us too much with that
1: though people were confused because i put the sign up on the tgfbi website and so every and so there were a number of people See, who were confused by that thinking it was a tgfbi mock yeah, which it was I, not yeah and i was
0: i was telling people i was like well i think this is going to be NFBC, and they're like but it's only one catcher i said okay well NFBC minus a catcher you <laughs> you, you were put, showing some mercy on us by not making us dive it i mean it does change the adp though so yeah. it's hard to say that it's NFBC, because there will be two catchers and that will change things quite a bit but um Yeah, I think pitching is going to be really crazy. I mean, it's obviously going to have some intrigue every given year. Um, I'm with you, though. I think it's the calm before the storm. It's going to kind of be where it is here in the fall, especially. Take a little step forward in the winter and then take a massive jump in spring. That's usually the trend, particularly in the NFBC, which is the the format that has been known to push the pitching up because people don't want to get left out. And, you know, you're going to see stuff like somebody taking, like, Shane Bieber at 15. They're going to go, like, Bieber-Turner or something like that. You know, that that's where you really start to see it get pushed up. You um, saw Walker so, Buehler
1: go in the first round of yes, and so I mean that, that
0: will yeah. happen regularly in the uh, in the spring for sure.
1: So my other team, since we're talking teams, uh, yes. I started Trout, uh, Jordan Alvarez, uh, Luis Castillo, Blake Snell in the fourth, Ozzie Albies in the fifth, uh, Michael Conforto in the sixth, uh, Elvis Andrews in the seventh, and Sneaky solid. Yep. And then we're currently in the eighth round. So
0: I I like that. Um, I took Albies as well. I'll give you my my run down here from the number one spot. I went ahead and went with Trout. I think Trout Acuna is fine. I think Yelich is viable. I think there are multiple number one picks that that are fine. I went with the boring one. I just went ahead and took Trout. Uh, then coming back at the two three, I mentioned earlier that I went Bogart's Snell and then four five, I went Albies, Joey Gallo. So I took Gallo at sixty-one. Then I went back into the pitching pool with Darvish and then Donaldson at seven. And then eight nine was that Domingo Hermano Dorisi auto pick. I don't hate those at one twenty, one twenty one. I would have only taken one of them with a hitter though, um, if I'd been if I'd been at my computer. So you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for it. They were in my queue fair and square. But for example, Nick Senzel went immediately after my Odorizzi pick, and Herman Senzel was something I definitely would have looked at. No
1: and worry Semien, about Gallo coming back healthy next year.
0: Not really. No, okay. because I think time off is something that 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 kind of heals. heals. Yeah, particularly particularly um the hamate and everything. And we saw what happened with um, Olsen, and we know from the studies now that it's not something that automatically saps power. It's one of those it's more like the uh, home run derby thing where it can impact something but it's not It's not the lockdown this will hurt him the way we used to treat it. And I was impressed by a lot of the improvements that we saw at of Gallo in his 70 games and I thought that I had some, some good batting average protection even if he does drop back down with Trout, Bogart's Albies um, that I could take on his potential downside there. So that's why I was comfortable with Gallo at 61.
1: All right, I don't have a problem with it either. I was just checking.
0: And I like my pitching too. Snell, Darvish, Herman, Odorizzi. And again, Odorizzi would be gone in a perfect world for somebody else, but uh, that's not a, as my number four, I'm fine with it because I think Minnesota is going to continue to understand that he's a five inning guy every once in a while, dip him into the sixth. But for the most part, He's five and dive, and I'm okay with that. So, uh, I do have a excuse me. I have a pick coming up next. After I, have, I have Frank Stanford has to take a pick, and then it's me, and I can feel like I can spoil it because by the time this gets yeah, edited, and even if <laughs> even if Frank listened to it right away, I don't think anything would would come of that. But I'm gonna take Joe Adele.
1: Oh, okay. So it's interesting because uh, one of the things I was gonna mention, uh, kind of in the in the trends, is. The top prospects are – they're not going to be cheap next year.
0: I so was going to ask Adele you about them. Adele and
1: Luis uh, Robert. Uh, Robert um,
0: he, says, he said it's Robert. In an interview, someone sent me a clip in my stream um, earlier this summer because I was going Robert, and they're like, nah, it's Robert. So we're going Robert here on this show. He went 130 in my draft. Yeah,
1: he's uh, 126 ADP, 133rd 130, 133, uh, 133 player off the board. Gone as early as 88 and as late saying. as 160. Though one of the mocks uh, he hasn't gone in is already past 160. So but if,
0: if if that's if this ADP of 130 is where we're setting it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean he's, he's going to be gonna, this year's be Aloy Jimenez. Yeah, yeah, he's going to he's going to he's going to escalate exactly the way Aloy Jimenez did.
1: Adele's only gone in two drafts, so his ADP is going to drop. Uh, okay, but it's currently 140. Um, well, I'm taking him at 150, and I'm 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 all for for him in the top yeah. 150. You know, I mean, so. if if you've been listening to this podcast for a we while, love him. you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna,
0: you know, what I, know that <laughs> you know, you know what I found recently uh, I, or came across was our 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 pun off with Matt when <laughs> when we were doing pun, Adele puns, mm-hmm. talking about him. But uh, I'm really excited about him. I'm actually thinking of going an Adele Kingery combo here.
1: Mm. Uh, Matt actually sniped Kingery from me. He he went he went Kingery uh, Paul DeYoung, which really pissed me off. Oh my God,
0: that is the the like Mason snap. special right it's, there. It really so, really annoyed me. I, I trust that uh, that you're comfortable with Kingery at 151.
1: Oh yeah, I think that's a great yeah. price. he's he currently has I believe third base and outfield for next year, and depending on what format you're in and kind of or what he does down the stretch, he could also have second and shortstop. So in yeah, the that is one leagues. He's gonna have second short, third, and outfield next year.
0: Oh, that's gonna be nice. One downside of of these drafts, which is un, unpreventable, mm-hmm. um, I, is cool that uh, yeah, we're we're doing um here, and they're essentially 2019 drafts, so to speak. So they have the 2019 eligibility. So there are some eligibilities that that don't we just we just can't get around it
1: i tried not to fix going, it but it didn't apparently did not work
0: i, I um, think some yeah because i looked up i can't remember who it was but there was like one guy I specifically looked up and he has his 2019 eligibilities and he lost one of them for this year but again i don't think it really ruins anything that there will be some shifting because of it once once the dust settles there but i don't think that it invalidates the data
1: yeah Well, and I mean, yeah. The more important thing is the data in general. It's not the actual construction of people's teams, even though that's what they'll talk about in articles or in podcasts and things. Of course. Um, But ultimately, it's about okay, where would these guys go in a draft? And I think uh, that is is pretty fair. I mean, uh, for those who don't know, uh, Smata, he's he's kind of yeah compiling all the data for me this year. Uh, so you can go check uh, go, go check him out on Twitter at uh, S-M-A-D-A, smada underscore bb s m
0: a d a underscore bb
1: or smadaplacefantasy.com dot com is where the the ADPs are uh, there you go and it's all interactive and you can download it uh, uh, into a into a spreadsheet straight from the site so uh, and he's also got it looks like the last two years worth of ADP data for the tour box,
0: so there you go. There you go. So that that's that that's nice. There, um, I'm glad you put this together. I appreciate it. It's fun already doing it. It is definitely too early, but that's mm. part of what I love about it. Um, I guarantee that these numbers are going to affect what we do in a month from now in Arizona oh, yes. as well. And so that's you know it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And then you talked about how the prospects aren't going to be cheap. They go even more expensively there. So this uh, Robert. Uh, Adele 130 150 picks. Get that out of your mind, folks. If you're if you're going to the fall league and you plan to participate in one of the drafts, you better pay two rounds higher for both. Minimum. First
1: Minimum. Round. First round Adele.
0: First round. <laughs> uh, I remember one of the picks I took at at the fall league last year that uh I got some blowback on, and I was I. Was listening to I was like yeah they're right um, and so this isn't to turn around and be like ha I was eventually right I was like damn yeah maybe it was a little early it was on um, Keston Hira and it turned out to actually pan out pretty nicely but when I was leaving there and, and we were discussing it in November I was like yeah maybe I did go and this is before Travis Shaw fell apart and all that and we were like Whoa. well and this,
1: this is a draft and old too so you were stuck with them on your roster so you didn't make a mistake of accidentally like dropping him or something
0: yes 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 i did not make that make make any sort of mistake like that so <laughs> um but i'm going to be really intrigued to see where the prospects go because Hero's yeah they're an def-
1: interesting guy too he, he's going pick 57 or uh the 57th player off the board picks 60.5
0: do we uh, think the little injury to end the season will hurt his stop. He went 79th in my draft.
1: That was the low. Okay. So he went as high as forty eight.
0: I thought it was yeah, a great pick went, by went, Darius Austin.
1: Yeah, uh, he went yeah as high as forty eight in two drafts. Uh, I think he's probably a top fifty player coming into next year.
0: One one more here. Uh, what about DJ LeMahieu coming off of his brilliant season?
1: Let's see. LeMahieu is going pick. 80, or well, 87th player off the board picked 90 overall. Um, he, wow. And his high pick was an auto... Or his, yeah, his, his earliest pick was an auto draft. So, it, may, it probably should be lower than that. When his low is 107, I think people oh my are going to have a hard time I, buying back in on that. Uh, I'll,
0: I'll take it all day.
1: You know, I'm really going to have to dig into it um, and see how I feel. Because he's going like the same spot as Jon Moncada, and okay, well, I prefer this.
0: Well, is Moncada really going to be a runner? I mean, like a like a like a true impact runner. He has, he's nine for twelve this year. Um, I bet Lomahew isn't that far from nine. Let me see. He has four. He is pretty far. That's that's half. Um, but the batting average piece is so much stronger. And I think due to that, the runs piece will be stronger, too. I mean, why would you take Moncada over LeMahieu?
1: Because of the speed component.
0: I need mm-hmm. to see that speed component. I know he has the speed Moncada does. Yeah. And he's only going to be 25. And I actually just got done talking about this on a solo about, about stolen bases, about how how stupid they are in terms of trying to project <laughs> them you can't really outside of the rabbits who just do it yeah you, you know the the best example that we always reference and it's getting dated at this point was the machado where he goes 0 to 20 you know it was one of those things well i guess machado doesn't run anymore here's a little 20 burger for you right off the right off the top after that and then back down to 9 or no back down to 0 the next year so excuse me it was 22009 14-5. Now, the two was in a half season, so call it four. Just do the easy math. But it's four to 20 to zero. That's a microcosm. Machado steals totals there of how difficult it is to project with the mid-tier of speed. The guys who aren't necessarily blazers, but can run. A lot run. of
1: that was team construction for Machado, though. But I mean, a lot of it is in general is team construction. You just don't know That's how true. guys are going to run. You know, we've talked a little bit about it with the Royals for next year because Ned Yost will be gone. He's yes. retiring at the end of the season. So what happens, Who will they bring in? Yeah, what happens if they get a more conservative uh, or analytically approached uh, a manager who says, well, why are we running into outs when we're trying to hit home runs here? Um, exactly. But, so. you
0: know, I, I got to go back to Moncada. 24 for for uh, for 30, 35. I mean, 69%. Which nice. isn't nice. Uh, it's not, though. It's not. It's bad. And uh, I, I don't buy that he's really a speed component over – so much over LeMayhew. I think you have to take LeMayhew over Moncada.
1: Mm, I don't think you do. I, I, think, I think this is a good argument, and I'm not saying that one is far away better than the other or a better bet.
0: I'm impressed that Moncada hit 295 this year – or 297. That That is a major – now, if, if that's where he can live – and live meaning I'll take a 280 even so that'd be 17 points that he can give back that helps but I don't know that he's I got to see something I know he has the speed let's let's see what his sprint speeds at right now with I bet uh, the Moncada his speed is far and away better than LeMayo. Oh that I'm not even debating but but he's not turning it you know who it's reminding me of though if it is still very high and he's not turning it into sbs is uh, somebody who just decided I'll hit a billion home runs this year instead. Ketel Marte. Uh, let's see. He's still 74th percentile. Actually, he dropped down from 75 to 172 in league rank this year for Moncada. He got about a foot slower in sprint speed. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take LeMayhew over Moncada. I
1: get that. I think there's you know some questions on what kind of regression we see with Lemayu next year. I mean, sure. he's never hit 20 home runs in a season living in Colorado. Uh, and this year pops 24. Obviously the ball has had some, you know, huge implications for him. So yep, yep. we don't want to necessarily dim- dismiss it as a complete outlier, but, and, uh, or, or do what we did necessarily with, uh, um, uh, uh, Yelich and be like, he's got to regress because sometimes well, yeah. you just don't got to regress. Uh, well, here's this.
0: I'll, I'll take I'll take Lemayhew's three year average. Regress him down to that, which is 1672, 95 ribbies, five steals and a three hundred five average. I'll take that over Moncada.
1: I think I'm not saying I'm, still... it's, I'm not saying that's a bad decision. I'm just yeah, saying it's and probably I'm not, not, not I what hate I'm going to make
0: it. By the way yeah this is more a pro you can't, situation no, you can't stand uh that. no I, I i can't stand that he doesn't run a lot, but um, you know that's my funeral with a lot. with a lot of guys i don't i don't I should run more my legs are uh, probably gonna yeah they are long. I don't really have to run, see, I can just walk quickly
1: mm-hmm.
0: why run when you can walk quickly
1: i ran when or i stopped running when people stopped chasing me
0: a bingo exactly, and you know. Charlotte's a little twerp. I can catch her easily. I don't have to run after her. So even when I let her go off leash, I can easily just go scoop her when she gets a little unruly. By the way, seeing a note uh, as we've been talking here, Lazardo likely to work in relief. This is bullshit. Melvin acknowledged that while Lazardo is stretched out and ready to handle a starter's workload, Justin Mason is a loser, and I'd rather keep Lazardo in the bullpen. This is this is the quote, dude. God, I don't know why Great he church. said that. I thought it was kind of rude. Un- unnecessary. Seriously. Doesn't seem to relate. I'll read the sentence no, again. I get it. Melvin acknowledged that while Lazardo is stretched out and ready to handle a starter's workload, Justin Mason is a stupid loser, and we're going to yeah. put Lozardo in the bullpen instead.
1: No, it's fair. It's a fair criticism.
0: But it, but it, I would save the Mason thing for something, because it's not related. You, I think he's is relating it, it. You're right. Actually, it is.
1: If no, I was a winner, right. Lozardo would be starting, right?
0: So this is on you.
1: Yeah, no, I, t- I, I totally take, you know, credit <laughs> slash blame.
0: So, yeah, they, they go on to say that because they have six guys going right now and the way Manaya, Bailey, and Bassett have been pitching, that there's just not a spot. That could flip on a dime. I, I think I'm still picking him up, though, just in case. And, you know, if you're chasing ratios and, and Ks, he might be giving you enough in, in two to four inning stints. For Lazardo, that could still be worthwhile. So I, I think you still scoop him, and it can flip on a dime. We just had Urias go from being a starter to the bullpen. Why can't Lazardo go the other way, where he does a few bullpen stints this week and then next week he's starting? You I mean, know,
1: yeah, he, he's uh, an injury or two away from them needing him in that rotation. So exactly, like, exactly. I mean, and, and when you've got guys like Brett Anderson and oh Homer uh, Bailey, yeah Bassett, manaya coming off of tommy john so it, there's plenty of plenty of opportunity for him to get in there i still would grab him if i can
0: yeah i'm i'm with you on that that Hazel zardo i'm going to go ahead and, and let you go because uh you got to get some rest you got to make sure you get this uh this house situation handled but i i desperately want to ask you about like 50 more players and where they gone but we'll save that for another episode maybe thursday. later this week we'll,
1: yeah we'll, we'll do uh we'll this do a thursday. thursday
0: episode. I think we'll do news out front and then I'm just going to rapid fire you on where's this guy going? Where's this guy going? Because there's just so many fascinating players that have changed so much because of the environment, because of the way pitching's being treated that I just got to get a feel on. And then we can talk more about them for 2020. But uh, again, appreciate you putting this together, man, running that kind of stuff is difficult. You're running six leagues for us. You ran the TGFBI, which is brilliant. Um, I still have a fighting chance to maybe even win my league, even though I'm only in fifth. It would take a miracle to win it, but I could probably get third too. So yeah,
1: okay. I'm in I'm in uh, fourth place in my league, but I'm pretty sure uh, if I if I'm if I'm remembering it correctly, that Vlad's got a pretty sizable lead.
0: Speaking of Vlad, you see what our boy did yesterday?
1: I did not. What did he do?
0: Oh, just won a cool thirty Gs. No big deal. What a dick! No, you, you <laughs> asshole!
1: Stupid Dodger fans and they're winning 30 G's. No,
0: no, I am very happy for him. He uh, he played on Super Draft. Are you familiar with this, by the way? Super I've Draft FS
1: played Super Draft. I, I did so, see him post something. I didn't realize he won 30 G's. Uh, and he's not winning sh- my league against TGFBI. But he oh, is there you go. way well, far ahead of me. He has 30 G's. Place. So well, yeah, 30 um, G's buys a lot of main event buy-ins
0: exactly i was showing my my stream you know how he did and everything and they noticed something that i hadn't noticed these accelerators on the super draft if you go look at the tweet of his winning team there's like 2x next to a bunch of guys a 1.4x a 175 i don't know if if you dole those out like you pick your roster and then you dole those out or how it goes but um yeah, he, he kicked ass yesterday, so big ups to him. That's awesome. My Lions couldn't win, couldn't hang on, but they they won him a lot of money because he had Stafford, Marvin Jones, and TJ Hawkinson, who was only .6 rostered. And uh, that's all I got to say for football right now because both of our teams are garbage. But uh, <laughs> we will rendezvous.
1: a 17-point lead in the first half and fucking
0: lost. Hey, we had a 16-point lead in the second half in lo- and, t- or tied, and tied, basically a loss. Basically a loss. Yeah, because you guys but are anyway, playing a
1: bad team. Yeah,
0: Exactly. You guys were playing a stud team. We'll be back Thursday talking more uh, DFS well, – or not DFS uh, – more draft stuff. We will fit in some 2019 stuff. I know those of you that are still grinding want to hear stuff for this year, we'll, we'll do a bounce. We'll do news out front, maybe talk about some weekend starters, and then get into the draft stuff. Justin, have a great day. Good luck with everything with the house.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing Vlad has got, got private loans in his uh... – Bio. I wonder if he'll hook me up.
0: Oh, maybe he'll give us some money. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right, man. Have a good peace.